Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I'm the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. I'd like to invite you to join us this summer on the ShepherdCast for our first ever Spotlight on Outreach series. This summer, I'll get the opportunity to sit down with some of the leaders of both community outreach programs and some groups at our church that are all working to make our community and our world a better place. On July 10th, I'll be sitting down with Susan Kashak, who heads up Shepherd's Kitchen at our church. That's our longest-running outreach program. On July 17th, I'll be sitting down with Joanne Reynolds, who I'm actually supposed to be calling Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Uh, anyways, she heads up our Lutheran World Relief quilting group. On July 24th, I'll be sitting down with Dottie Scott to talk about our Barney Bear ministry, our prayer shawl ministry, and the ministry which makes mats for the homeless. On July 31st, I'll be sitting down with Becky Larson from the Helping Hands Network in Waynesburg. And on August 7th, I will be sitting down with Joanne Carpenter from Refuge of Hope Ministries downtown Canton. That discussion will be especially interesting because they have just moved into a brand new building in downtown Canton, so we'll be glad to hear from them about that. Every one of these interviews I am extremely excited for, and I hope you will join us for these interviews. It'll be right here on the ShepherdCast podcast feed, and you can get them wherever you get your podcasts, or you can get them by going to sotvchurch.com slash shepherdcast. Until then, we thank you for your continued support of the Shepherd Cast. God bless, and here is your regularly scheduled Sunday morning episode of the Shepherd Cast. There is no strife, no prejudice, no national conflict in outer space as yet. Its hazards are hostile to us all. Its conquest deserves the best of all mankind and its opportunity for peaceful cooperation may never come again. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to The ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, 
and you're able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Reverend Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson is taken from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 10a. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham hastened to the tent of Sarah and said, Make ready, quick, three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, there, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will read responsibly Psalm 815. Lord, who may dwell in your tabernacle? Who may abide upon your holy hill? Those who lead a blameless life and do what is right, who speak the truth from their heart. They do not slander with the tongue. They do no evil to their friends. They do not cast discredit upon a neighbor. In their sight, the wicked are rejected, but they honor those who fear the Lord. Sworn upon their health and do not take back their word. They do not give their money in hope of gain, nor do they take bribes against the innocent. Those who do those things shall never be overthrown. The second lesson is taken from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 28. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, 
all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once estranged and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his fleshly body through death, so as to present to you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith without shifting from a hope promised by the gospel that you've heard, which has proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. I am now rejoicing in my suffering for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is he who we, whom we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone in wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 25th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Because uh, this Sunday's uh, gospel text is so closely related to last Sunday's, uh, I thought we'd have a little bit of a review, uh, so uh, we will begin at verse 25. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you find there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that same road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved to pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an end, and took care of him. 
The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. And when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. We pick up at verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. And let us Gracious and wonderful God, we love you, we praise you, we give you thanks. We ask your Lord to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us in our lives that we may truly love you and love our neighbor. Give us your wisdom and discernment to know when and where to do what. We ask your Lord to send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach you truthfully and faithfully. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Well, if you haven't heard by now, uh, we are celebrating the golden anniversary of the first man lunar landing. Uh, if you have been on the internet, if you have been uh, watching television, the news, whatever, somewhere along the line you have heard uh, that something uh, had happened 50 years ago. And uh, this was a very important uh, event in my life that helped shape me in terms of uh, uh, what I was looking for in terms of vocation. And I think that's also helpful to understand during this time of the 60s and how important it was for that goal to be set. Um, I remember uh, President Kennedy's words, uh, especially at Rice Stadium uh, in Houston, Texas, uh, after uh, uh, he had made the proclamation to Congress and justifying his desire for this goal. And I believe the words went something like this. Why should we go to the moon? That's, that's Massachusetts, Boston, actually. Uh, some will say, why go climb the mountain? Why, why cross the Atlantic 35 years ago? 
why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And NASA was given this goal. It was pretty clear cut, you know. This is what we're going to do. And so throughout the 60s, there were those stair-step objectives to get to that goal. One including Gemini 8 that Armstrong flew, uh, performing the first docking in space. Very crucial in terms of the plans on getting to the moon. And the journey was done without its share of sacrifices and hardships. There were difficulties along the way. Uh, the struck uh, thruster number eight for the yaw in the Gemini 8 capsule stayed on and caused the capsule and uh, the Agena docking target to start spinning. And Armstrong was able to uh, control the vehicle and they were forced to abort the rest of the mission, but safely uh, you know, splashed down in the Pacific. There were challenges along the way, sacrifices that not only the astronauts, but their families had to make as well. Long hours into the night provided their share of stress. And it certainly was hard. Charlie Bass, Elliot C. was T-38 and crashed. And we all remember Apollo 1 and the fire on the pad that claimed the life of Grissom, the life <laughs> But those challenges, those heartaches, made it a better project. It made it safer and saved others' lives. The sacrifices, in my humble opinion, were worth it. And then we hear those wonderful words spoken on the moon. Tranquility basing the and the design of the Apollo 11 uh, insignia was a little bit different than other insignias because the astronauts chose not to put their names on it because they didn't want to be singled out, but rather wanted it not only to be uh, one of all the support that they had received from NASA, not only for our country, but also for the world. And if you notice the eagle uh, as it is landing uh, on that insignia as an olive branch, a reminder that we did come in peace. This was the fulfillment of the dream. This was the fulfillment of the vision. This was the one and so Jesus, in our gospel text this morning, says, 
there's only one thing needed. Mary has chosen the right thing. Now, her sister Martha was very, very busy. And I think that sometimes when we hear this passage set aside by itself, we have a tendency to maybe judge Martha, I think, a little bit too harshly. And so we need to have the perspective here of what had transpired just before these verses. And Jesus being confronted by the lawyer, being asked that 613 multiple choice question, which is the greatest of the commandments? How do I inherit eternal life? And the lawyer knew the answer. And so that's why Jesus answers a question with a question. You know, have you ever encountered someone like that? <clears throat> it gets frustrating. But Jesus does that because the lawyer knew the answer to the question. And he spouts out the right answer. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, do this and you will live. So this is what Martha is doing. Martha is going off and uh, she has a guest come into her house. And so she gets busy trying to welcome her guest. And if this is not something that Jesus was pointing out to the lawyer, uh, not only showing that this is part of Old Testament law, this was part of Old Testament practice as well, as we heard in our reading from Genesis. When strangers came for Abraham and Sarah, what did they do? They dropped everything that they were doing and going off, and okay, Sarah then starts getting the best flour, the choicest one, and starts making cakes. Abraham starts saying, hey, that looks like the best calf. And they prepare a feast for their visitors. And so when we encounter Martha and we see the welcoming that was done by Sarah and Abraham, we see this same flurry of activity from Martha. And so she had heard Jesus probably uh, go and do likewise. She learned from Abraham and Sarah. She learned from the law. She was doing everything correctly. Except that she became obsessed with this welcome. And she forgot who her guest was. It's one thing to make sure that everything is prepared nicely and prepared exactly the way it should be to honor the guest, but also you need to honor the guest who is there in that common place. And so Mary, as Jesus points out, <coughs> did that one thing, and she did it well. And again, Mary is doing what we've also heard uh, in the Gospel of Luke. Uh, if you remember in the Transfiguration, 
long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in that gospel text we heard back in February. So uh, I don't necessarily uh, blame you if you think back uh, that long. I had to look it up myself, so don't worry about it. But it is uh, that reminder of Jesus as he's being transfigured and the cloud descends on the mountain in front of Peter, James, and John, and that voice says, listen to him. And that's what's important in this particular point in time. Mary sits down and listens. It is, again, realizing those wonderful words from the Old Testament that man does not live by bread alone, but by the very So, we seem to have a little conflict of interest because we have Martha who is doing exactly what the Old Testament and what Jesus has been saying. We have Mary who is also doing exactly what the Old Testament says and what Jesus has pointed out in Upward. So, the thing is that Jesus is trying to get across here is that those words of love are calling for us as Christians. We need the discernment and the wisdom of God to know when we need to be active and when we need to sit and listen. It is uh, the sense here that if we did everything the way Mark was saying, and we just go do, 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 do. We don't realize the motivation for you. And let's face it, we are a lot like Martha in this regard. All you have to do is look to your phone and look to your calendar and see how each and every day is filled. And if you have a high school student, you know how the calendar fills up quick. And I mean, even with my grandchildren who are in elementary school, their calendars are full. So much so that we have to have commercials, probably not loud, uh, for the NFL and United Way for Play 60 to have kids go out and play 60 minutes a day. This was not a problem in my day and age, okay? Uh, and so, but we have to do this because we have to even schedule play. That's how bad we are doing this. Okay? Uh, so, we get caught up just as Martha. So, you know, we're, we're akin to her as well. We also need to be reminded of Mary. That we need to take that time to worship to listen to what God is saying in our lives and thus be able to act upon it. Uh, if we were like Mary, you know, the problem is, and this is, uh, again, I'm uh, you know, condemning myself in this regard, uh, but we choose just to sit and listen. You know, I could spend my entire time reading commentaries uh, in my office, you know, and I'd be a very happy camper with that. Um, but the point that Jesus is making is, is that we need to have this wonderful balance in our lives where we need to show our love for 
neighbor, but we also need to show our love for God as well. So, uh, not to give you a cryptic answer to that question then, if we were then to ask Jesus, what is most important in our lives, which example should we follow most, the Samaritan or Mary, Jesus would probably answer, yes. And to this, all of God's children said, Amen. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you're able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.